There's a lot of potential with this year's basketball roster, and on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we're going to give you three players that could see their stock rise during this offseason. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated. For various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about three players for Kentucky basketball that could gain stock during this offseason. Also going to be talking about three players from the John Calipari era that would have benefited the most from NIL. Interesting thought here. I've seen this thrown around on Twitter, on social media, and so I figured I'd give my take. I actually reached out to you guys on Twitter and asked who you thought uh, would be uh, some interesting players that would have benefited the most from NIL. And then finally, we've got listener questions. Got a few listener questions here from you guys. Going to be talking about Oscar Shebway, Coach Calipari, Mark Stoops. We're going to get into that all later. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. Three players that could gain stock for the Kentucky Wildcats during this offseason. A lot of excitement, for me at least, about the players on roster for this upcoming season. Now, I think a lot of people are going to be excited about Oscar Shebway returning. I think you have to be. I mean, anytime you get the National Player of the Year to return to your program, it's a good thing. It's a great thing that he's coming back. But there are several guys here that I think will make significant strides, some of these guys that are already on roster. And then also, I think there's some guys kind of waiting in the wings, maybe a freshman here, that I think will have... Uh, their stock rise, and I think people are going to be talking about them more and more as the offseason progresses. The first player here on my list is Damian Collins. Damian Collins is somebody that I believe could uh, have his stock raised during this offseason. Damian Collins is somebody that I've seen thrown out a lot in my YouTube comments just throughout last season, and then immediately following the tournament when we were just kind of talking about, okay, well, let's kind of look ahead to next year for a second. I've seen a lot of you out there talking about Damian Collins is going to be able to take a step forward. Damian Collins got a lot of bounce, got a lot of potential. I'm excited to see what he does as a fan. I'm really, really hyped to see how he performs uh, with some more playing time for the Wildcats this upcoming season. Damian Collins, a backup power forward slash backup center, Former five-star, was the number one player in the state of Texas in the 2021 class. Six foot nine, 210-pound kid. Really, really bouncy, Damian Collins. And also something that I noted during last season, well, at the end of last season, whenever we were doing player evaluation, something that I noted is like, man, Damian Collins has a really, really good free throw form. Like for a guy that wasn't particularly shooting well uh, from uh, from, uh, spots outside of the paint, Uh, He had a really nice free throw stroke, and uh, I'm excited to see what he looks like when he's able to draw some more fouls. I think his points per game is going to go up. His blocks per game, I think, is going to go up as well if he's able to get some time uh, working with with, uh, some of the starting players at some point during the rotation. 
I'm excited to see what this kid does. Just getting more touches. I think he's got a lot of potential. I agree with you guys out there in the YouTube comments. He is somebody that needs to be more involved. I just don't know if this coaching staff is going to give him the opportunity in-game consistently to get involved. I'm curious to see what the battle between him and Lance Ware for backup minutes looks like. But yeah, Damian Collins, just the athleticism is really, really intriguing to me. Another guy here, C.J. Frederick. This is a name that was, uh, wasn't really thrown around a lot last season. People kind of forgot about C.J. after he had surgery before the season started and he was not eligible, or excuse me, he wasn't healthy enough to play really until like I would assume the last couple of games of the season. And at that point, it's like, well, why would we try and add this guy into the rotation? So Frederick, one of the best three-point shooters in the entire nation, transferring in from Iowa. Something that Kentucky really lacked last season at times was consistent three-point shooting. Davion Mintz, Severe Wheeler, two guards that would uh, primarily handle the ball for the Wildcats. I mean, they were not impressive three-point shooters. And then when Ty Ty Washington was out there outside of his stretch during non-conference play, he was not a great three-point shooter. And then after he got hurt, just about everything uh, offensively fell off for Washington. You wanted some of that consistency, couldn't get it with Kellen Grady. I think you've got it here with C.J. Frederick. And I don't think that he's going to be playing a significant role as in starting because the guy uh, that I think is starting ahead of him, actually we're going to talk about in a second. But C.J. Frederick, I think, is going to be one of our most valuable pieces coming off the bench this season. And people want to make a big deal about Antonio Reeves. People want to make a big deal about Oscar Shibway and how they're going to get their buckets. I think there will be nights where C.J. Frederick gets his minutes, gets his shots up, and he, he's, he's not able to be stopped. He's just knocking down everything he puts up, and I don't think that's going to be often. I just think that there will be times where we're like, man, we are so thankful to have C.J. Frederick on this roster. It's somebody that can pop off at any given moment. Just an excellent three-point shooter. And you need that. On a national championship team, you need at least one player that is a three-point specialist. The final player here, Kaysen Wallace, is the third player here that I think could have his stock rise significantly during the offseason. It's not like he's not receiving hype heading into this year. I'm really excited about Kaysen Wallace after getting to see some of the, the, the tournaments that he's playing in. For instance, he was named the uh, Iverson Classic High School Player of the Year. I believe he, he just threw down and the Iverson Classic was also played. He played in a couple of other tournaments as well. Really, really explosive. We talked about this on yesterday's show. I love everything about his game. The defense, the shooting, the finishing at the rim, the intensity, the athleticism. Six foot four, 190 combo guard out of Richardson, Texas. Gosh, I'm so excited to see Casey Wallace play, play at shooting guard. I, I believe he's going to start over CJ Frederick. I believe that's what's going to happen. Even if it doesn't, I think Kentucky needs to give this kid a lot of minutes this season. He is probably outside of Shebway, my the player that I'm most excited about watching this upcoming season, over Antonio Reeves. Kaysen Wallace, I think, is the biggest name to look out for outside of Oscar Shebway this upcoming season. All right. I want to talk about some players that could have potentially benefited from NIL, some players from John Calipari's past. Uh, I think that would be uh, 
would, would not only be bucket getters, but would also be bread getters. Before we talk about those guys, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. Guys, it's almost summer, and Built Bar has a lot of really good flavors that are coming out. They've got banana cream pudding. They've got churro. They've got a lot of excellent flavors over at Built.com. They've also got these new things called Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. It's covered in chocolate, and not only are Built Bars delicious— but they're also really, really good for you. They're also they're low in calorie, they're high in protein, they're low in sugar, low in carbs. You can replace your candy bars with these. You're gonna need them whenever you're going to trips here as it is almost summer. And you can go to go to built.com right now and you can use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is over at built.com. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. So I put out a question on Twitter. And I said, what player from the past years of the John Calipari era would have benefited the most from NIL? And I had a list of three players ready, but I wanted to ask you guys just to see if I was guessing correctly. Several of you... Said Anthony Davis. So we'll start there. The Brow, I think, would have been the most successful NIL uh, NIL player of the John Calipari era. You gotta love the energy. You gotta love the athleticism. You gotta love the unibrow. I think and just picture picture. And somebody said this. I think picture the Brow shirts. Everybody and their mother would be buying one of those. One hundred percent. I think that Anthony Davis would be the the poster child of Kentucky's NIL brand for years to come. I think that would be a selling point. It's like, look, you can be like that guy. Another guy that I had meant, I had written down as my number two guy, and a ton of you said him or said this name, John Wall. John Wall, I think you you've got to just to go back to personality and just being so magnetic. I think that John Wall would have been another great selection for potentially the most profitable NIL player under John Calipari. And I think that there are certainly going to be guys in the future that, uh, that, will, um, that will be benefiting from it. But yeah, I think John Wall would be my number two. And then the third guy here that I just, because Kentucky fans love him so much, I love him, Tyler Eulis. I think Tyler Eulis would have been a really, really good selection here. Uh, a lot of Kentucky fans loved him. I think Lexington loved him. I think he would have been, uh, if, if NIL was a thing back in his day, uh, I think that he would have been uh, earning quite a bit of money. Quite a bit of money with the Wildcats. So you've got John Wall, you've got Anthony Davis, you've got Tyler Eulis, and then there were a couple of other players that were mentioned by you guys. Jared Vanderbilt was one. Dakari Johnson was another. Tyler Hero was mentioned a couple of times. But it was primarily Anthony Davis, Tyler Eulis, and John Wall was mentioned a lot. And I essentially wanted to pose the question here. Is there a player that you think outside of Anthony Davis, John Wall, and Tyler Eulis, is there a player outside of those three that would have benefited more from NIL? Anthony Davis with the brow, John Wall with his personality, Tyler Eulis because he literally everybody and their mother loves him. 
And that there was one other guy that I thought about and didn't write down. De'Aaron Fox might have been another good one. I think he would have had uh, some interesting brand deals. I'm sure there's probably a company out there that would have given him a deal with his last name, Fox. Mozilla, if you want to come call in Firefox, it would have been a great, <laughs> that would have been a great deal, actually. But yeah, uh, there, there were so many different guys that you could have possibly thought of. It's like, well, they could have made a really good uh, brand deal or no, that guy could have. But it, it came back to Anthony Davis consistently for me. And so if you guys have an opinion on this, leave it in the YouTube comments. Also, if you're listening on podcast format, at LockedOnUK on Twitter is the place you can go. Uh, and you can, you can message me or you can comment on this, on this tweet that I put out and give your thoughts on who you think would have benef- benefited the most uh, from NIL. But yeah, I essentially just wanted to pose that question to you guys before we moved on to the listener question. So I, I ask you, hey, will you answer this question? And I've got some more questions from you guys. Before we get to those, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. The Reds are 3-20. and 20. Would not be taking a look at any odds on the Reds. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl here with you. Really appreciate you guys listening today. Again, want to remind you guys that we are free and available on all platforms. Going to get to some listener questions now. Got four of them here for you guys. Normally, I would do this for like an entire show, but just a segment today. So let's go ahead and get started. Hagenhall1999 from Rupp Rafters asks, Can slash will Oscar Shibway win back-to-back National Player of the Year awards? Well, I'll answer, I'll answer the first part. Yes, I think he can win National Player of the Year again. I certainly think he can. And when you look at the landscape of college basketball, I mean, there are certainly, there's a lot of different guys that are going to be exciting to watch this upcoming season. But you also got to think about, there were a lot of different faces that were in contention for that award that have departed. Keegan Murray, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, there are, there are a lot of different guys that were in the running for that conversation. E.J. Liddell from Ohio State. Uh, there are a lot of different guys that are gone, heading off to the NBA, or they've graduated. And Oscar Shibway, the actual winner of the award, is back for more. So I certainly think if he has a season like he did last year, I think it's certainly possible that he is able to win it, win back-to-back. Of course, I think the stigma... In college basketball, I think that the issue among voters would be to say, well, even if he really is deser- deserving, or at least in, certainly in contention for this award, we're not going to give somebody the, the award back-to-back. We're going to try and, and get it to somebody else who hasn't won the award. I just feel like that's something that the, that the, the voters would do. And I don't know who the voters are. I'm just saying, like, I, just the way I'm thinking about it, it's like, well... When's the last time we saw somebody win the Heisman back-to-back, you know? When's the last time we saw somebody win National Player of the Year back-to-back? 
And so I just think the these the committee will just be like, well, actually, we're gonna give it to this guy, even though you could legitimately make an argument for Oscar Shibway. I think we're gonna give it to this dude because this other guy's already won it. So can he? Yes. Will he? I'm not sure. All right. BBN Cal O2 asks, what does Cal need to do to turn around not only missing on big recruits, but also to win back the fan base? Can answer the first part about big recruits. I mean, just don't lose to Duke. I, it's 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 really really tough right now with with Kentucky and Duke. I mean, they've taken just about every player that Kentucky has tried to close on over the past couple of years, and it's been a struggle. And losing Jai Lucas does not help, certainly. And so I think that I'm not really sure what Cal's got to do to turn around missing on big recruits. I mean, Kentucky's consistently gotten essentially who they wanted. And now all of a sudden, in this new age of, of college basketball, it's becoming a little bit more difficult. So I, I genuinely, I don't know what he could do to not miss on these recruits. I don't know what the pitch is. I don't know what the difference in pitch is. I don't know what Duke has to offer that Kentucky doesn't. It's like, we got the most players in the NBA. We win consistently. We put we 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 develop guys. It's a great atmosphere. We've got really really solid NIL options. I don't know what the turnoff is. I, I I can tell you the fan base will be like, well, I can tell you several things that are a turnoff, and I agree. I think there are. It's, it's he's not perfect. It's not it's not a perfect staff. Nobody's perfect. I'm just saying I'm confused as to what has changed over the past couple of of years. I, I couldn't tell you what he could do to to stop missing on big recruits, but I can tell you what he can do to win back the fan base, regardless, is win. Winning fixes everything. Fixes everything. So if you can go out this season, and we're actually going to get to a question here in just a minute about winning. If you can go out this season, somehow get this team to a Final Four. The fan base, I think the majority of it, uh, we'll, we'll be like, all right, cool, sweet. We, at least we made it to a Final Four. There'll be some people out there just like, oh, we didn't win the national title, so I'm going to still be angry. Like, you know what? You, you, can, go, you can go cry yourself to sleep. That's just kind of what you are. It's kind of what you do. Nobody wants to be around that. But if, if you make it back to a Final Four, that just shows, look, in this day and age where it's so hard to win in college basketball, we're still putting out a really good product, and we're still, we still have the potential to make it this deep in the tournament. I think fans are going to ask a little bit more than that down the line, like over the next few years after that, but it'll at least keep the fan base at bay for now. But to win the, the fan base back all the way, I think they've got to at least make a natty here within the next three or four years. And that's going to be tough. That is a tough ask. But it's about time. I think, I think, I think if it's three or four years from now and, and nothing's happened, I think it's about time. It's one of those where it's like, okay, Mr. Lifetime Contract, we love you, but... Uh, we're losing all these recruits to the, these other schools, and you can't even you can't pull the guys you really want in the transfer portal, and it's like you're turning everybody off uh, for, from these different things. Like, what 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 are we doing here? Adapt. But yeah, I, and I'm not on I'm not on the train that that he needs to be let go. For anybody out there listening that hasn't listened to the podcast before, I'm not on that train. I'm really curious to see what happens this season because if he doesn't produce this season, we got a problem. I'm not saying he needs to be fired, but I'm saying we got a problem. All right. Hagen Hall, who asked the question just a couple of minutes ago, also asked, will Mark Stoops retire from UK? I, I took this question as will Mark Stoops retire like at Kentucky? Like will he will he finish out his tenure coaching college football at Kentucky? Man, I, I'll say this. 
it, the fact that he was not let go a couple of seasons into his tenure and the athletic department said, we're going to hold out on you, dude. We're going to trust that you can get this thing going. And he's gotten the program to where it's at right now. I don't see why he wouldn't retire unless he's just got, unless he's just got a stretch here where he goes like three and nine, four and eight for like two or three years in a row. It's like, okay, well, may need to get somebody else because we've seen, we've seen you put the program at these heights. And now that we're kind of regressing to the mean, we got to find somebody that can kind of keep it there because we know that's our potential. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think Mark Stoops is probably going to be here for the long haul. So I'll say yes, Mark Stoops will retire at Kentucky. And then the final question here, UK Wildcats 1987 asks, would fans want Cal to stay for 10 more years if he won a title and went to two Final Fours in the next four years? Five, or years five to ten are grayed out and are yet to be written. So what he's saying here, so over the next four seasons, if Kentucky wins a national title and goes to two Final Fours outside of that, would, or would Kentucky fans want him to stay for a decade? And he's saying, so the, the next five years after that, we don't know what's going to happen. We can't predict it. Uh, if... If you asked me that question, just me specifically, I would say, yes, please. Right? I mean, there's no guarantee that the coach that we would bring in would get us more than that. Right? And I'm not saying that that there's not a replacement out there that could, or there's not a coach out there that could eventually replace and outproduce Calipari. But it, it, as for me, I'm just like, well, shoot. I got a national title, got two Final Fours. is better than what he was doing over the past several seasons. So, yeah, I'm going to say let's take him for the next five years until he retires. Let's ride it out. I, I would say, if it were me, I would say yes. And I'm curious to get your, y'all's thoughts. You guys out there listening, if you have a differing opinion, let me know. If you agree, also let me know. I want to hear your thoughts on the socials or if you're watching on YouTube. All right, those were the four questions that I had. If you guys actually have any more questions... You can leave them in the YouTube comments below, or like I said earlier, hit me on Twitter if you're listening on the podcast. All right, that's actually going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you guys all Monday for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.